0: In Live Before You Die, Daniel Kalenda writes, you can be extraordinarily gifted, talented, anointed and blessed, but without persistence, you will have little impact because the great victories are always on the other side of great battles. The word persevere is made of the prefix per, which means through and severe. Victory comes to those who press through severe battles to the other side without quitting. Welcome to today's Heartlip with Janelle. I'm so excited to have you here today and for you to meet our guest, Michelle McCarthy, author of the book, Shattered, Stirred, and Shaken, Living the Book of Acts, My Journey from Here to There. I had the great privilege of meeting Michelle at the AUSA Conference, Advanced Writers Speakers Association and the Christian Product Expo. We connected there and we connected deeply. And I knew that I wanted to have this conversation with Michelle because she has walked through a journey from here to there that will inspire you, encourage you and empower you to perhaps ask God to show up in your life and be ready because he can show up in crazy, often zany ways, which I know firsthand. But Michelle's story is very empowering and it also will increase our capacity to persevere through really long, arduous, dark nights of our soul. So welcome to Michelle. I'm so glad to have you here with us today. Hey, nice to see you, Janelle. How are you today? Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be able to hear you. And see and do all of the things because this, my dear Heartlifters, has been the podcast that we were not sure was going to happen. We were sure. We were sure. I shouldn't say that. But it's just been one of those things. Technical difficulties, craziness, who even knows. But we're here today and I couldn't be more happy to have you on, Michelle. So I wanted to start right off the get-go and ask you, Michelle, to take us on a simple journey Your journey from here to there, one of them, there's many of them in this this book, Uh, from being a traditional Methodist-nurtured, faith-nurtured girl, to this really interesting Sunday morning in a choir loft when God overwhelmed you in a mighty way. I want to just hear your journey. I think everyone does. Okay. Um,
1: Well, I grew up Methodist. My husband was Catholic. And so when we got married, we merged and Mm -hmm. went the Lutheran route and we raised our kids pretty much in the Lutheran church. That was an 18 year journey. And then the Lord called us away. I felt he was calling us away. And, um, so we ended up in a Baptist church and every church experience for me has been more learning and more learning and more learning. And so I love the I love the Baptist focus on the Bible and the Bible studies and that kind of thing. Uh, but after being in the Baptist church for maybe almost two decades, wow. the Lord started opening my eyes to the Holy Spirit and the active The active reality of the Holy Spirit, the truth of the Holy Spirit that they talk about in acts where you have a prayer language, you can pray for people to be healed and they're healed or, or you get spiritual gifts like in Corinthians, where they talk about prophetic healing, um, different gifts that the Holy Spirit gives. And so as I started searching into that, um, I felt like I had not been taught the Bible from that perspective. So I was reaching out and finding pastors and churches that taught the Bible from the perspective that the Holy Spirit is still active today. So I ended up going to some different schools. I I attended a three-week school um, in Pennsylvania under Randy Clark. I uh, went to Bethel for a week for prophetic conference. Um, I went to uh, impartation and healing conference with Bill Johnson and and Randy Clark and um actually it was at that conference that that my eyes were first opened to everything and you know seeing everything around me that wasn't your normal methodist baptist church service was a little, a little less traditional yes less <laughs> traditional but not i just decided to put aside my um mm. my uh what would i say my Preconceived notions. Yeah, my Mm -hmm. preconceived notions and just open my heart to whatever the Lord had for me. Mm -hmm. So it was at that conference that um Randy said that if you were if you're feeling something in your body that he wanted to pray for you, like if you had warm hands or um shakiness or whatever, and had a little bit of shakiness in my hands felt like they were electric. So I went down and he prayed for me and um prayed that the power of the Holy spirit would hit me and, and that I would receive gifts and so forth. And it was after that, when I came home, that I, that the Lord started, um, just when I would be heavy into praying or whatever, I would start shaking under the power Mm -hmm. of the Lord, but it was a beautiful thing. It wasn't a Mm -hmm. scary thing. It was a beautiful thing. And so, uh, on Sunday morning, at the church in the choir i had not planned to reveal this new thing that was happening between me and the holy spirit but nonetheless uh the lord had a, had a great sense of humor and our church had gone back to one service so everybody was oh. in service mm. and i was in the choir
0: tucked away tucked away
1: i'm <laughs> the back row where i like to be i don't want to be out front and lo and behold, the, I, I could feel the Holy Spirit. There were 17 baptisms and it just started happening. And, and my husband was so hilarious. He was in the audience and he said he could see it. He knew Uh-oh. it was happening <laughs> And so I just basically fell under the power of the Holy Spirit and had a little demonstration of shaking in the Baptist choir on Sunday morning.
0: Oh my goodness gracious. What happened? What was the affect about it? Oh, I hate
1: to give away the the punchline. I
0: know in the book. I know, but I want you to read the book anyway, because you you sell you tell us so much more there. Yeah. Um,
1: well, actually they called the paramedics. Oh, no, no. So, um, as I exit the stage and I go back to the choir room it was so crazy because all these people were back there. I'm like, what are these people doing here? I thought it was kind of hidden behind everybody in the choir being on the back row, you know? Yes. Nobody's really seen anything, you know, and, uh, but not so. And um, while I was up there in oblivion, um, I was the, the uh, leaders of the church were walking towards the stage. Someone had called the paramedics. So we leave, we leave and go out to the choir room and, and everyone says, it's okay. It's okay. The paramedics are, Out in the lobby and I'm like, I'm okay, I promise, I'm okay, I'm good. So I won't tell you the rest of that. But I will say this that that when this this unusual thing started happening with me, and it still does happen, and it's been Mm. five or six years. So it's not like you know, it was a fleeting thing. Um, my husband and I had decided not going to talk to the church about this right yet till we figure this out. And God has a great yeah. sense of humor and he picked when he was going to reveal it. So, mm-hmm. you know, what can you say?
0: Right, But you, yeah. I think you had said the church was, or you were praying for a revival or was the church yeah. praying for revival?
1: Well, honestly, I had been praying for revival Mm -hmm. for years at that church. Mm -hmm. For years, I would go up and down in the sanctuary and pray over the seats and so forth and so on. And so, I guess when that happened that Sunday, I felt they called it, it was actually called the New Day of Church. That was the name of the service. And it was a new day that I will never forget, nor will they. Nor will (laughs) they. But I think I, I got so caught up in the, the presence of the Holy spirit. I didn't want to, I didn't want to mess something up. You know, what if he was doing something and, and what if I said, no, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to just stop. And maybe I, in a way, I don't know that I felt like I could stop
0: even. Mm. So well, you're if being under the the power of God that way. Right. Cause you, uh, I've said it before, but you are right. sometimes the way God shows up in our lives might look a little crazy. It might look even zany, Mm
1: -hmm. you know,
0: and I think that's one of the main reasons I wanted to have you here, Michelle, because we, we here in the stronger everyday community are all about emotional and mental health, but relational health. And all of that leads to spiritual health Mm -hmm. and we are integrated beings. We are supposed to be every day becoming more and more like Christ, like mm-hmm. the Trinity, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. And I didn't want to shy away from this conversation. No. Just, I, I didn't want to shy away from it. And once I, I read your story, once I talked to you and got to know you more, I mean, I was in the charismatic church for 25 years, you know, so the Holy spirit was probably the most important part of the Trinity for a lot of those years Mm-hmm. And, um, now have learned that each part of our Trinity has a very important part, but yes, indeed the Holy spirit is the one that third person of the Trinity to me, that tends to get put away mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> and your heart was for the entire Trinity to be a part of the church in which you and your husband were attending. That's why you would take the time to walk through the sanctuary and pray over every seat. I think that's so beautiful. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, it
0: reminds me of the prophetess Anna who her whole entire life purpose and mission was to sit in the temple and wait for the Messiah. And Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, she probably walked around and prayed over every wooden, whatever they were sitting on or mats on the floor or whatever. And so I think in a day in a time like we're in, mm-hmm. I think it'd be best not to silence the third person of the Trinity.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's the one who gives us the peace. Yes. You know, even yes. in the day we're in right now. I know there's a lot of things that need to be changed in our world, and there's a lot of things that are ugly. But quite honestly, I am praying from the aspect that God's going to take care of this. There are so many people He's raising up that are moving forward and doing so many great things that I I live with peace. I don't have any fear. And that's Holy Mm. Spirit
0: derived. Mm. Wow. Kind of want to hear more. (laughs) I do. I think it's pretty amazing that you feel the comforter, Mm -hmm. feel the comforter, feel being the operative word here, Mm -hmm. because so much of our traditional measures of, of faith and exploration of faith and church systems, you know, I just think it's a new day. It really is man. Like the name of that service, Mm -hmm. a new day is rising. And this is going to require us to be like in John four worshipers who worship in spirit And in truth. Yeah.
1: And I think we have to be careful not to put God in a box. Yes. Because he he is the ultimate in imagination. He's the ultimate creator. And so he's not gonna he's not gonna appear the same. To every person, nor is he going to react the same to every person. Right. You know, he knows our nuances and what we need, and it's going to be a little bit different experience for everybody, but it doesn't discount the experience just because it's not like
0: someone else's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's so brilliant and so perfect for us to take a moment and pause there because it is a new day. And I, after you and I have been talking back and forth and trying to connect, I just went back to Acts 2 and I may, I'm going to add it in here. I'm going to add it in here and read it so that we can have a Lexio Divina where we just let it pour over us literally um, so that we can, maybe there are those of you listening who have no idea what we're talking about when we talk about the Acts of the Apostles or the book of Acts in the New Testament or that time in the early church when 120 people were in a room and they were waiting and waiting and then the Holy Spirit came. So maybe you don't know. Well, today is a new day and I want you to know. And I want you to understand that there's great power available to you today through the power of the Holy Spirit so that you can, just like Michelle said, you can live in a deep sense of peace Mm -hmm. and comfort that no matter what happens, we are covered. We are covered and kept and loved and sheltered. Heartlifters, let's take a few moments here to lean in and have a teaching moment on this power that we hear Michelle talking about. Michelle was hungry. She was thirsty for more. She wanted more in her life of faith. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation so badly with Michelle, because when I met her, she was overflowing. She was just had a light about her, and she I just thought, man, I want her to share her story. Because a huge part of what we do here is our spiritual formation. Heartlifters, we want to grow in our faith. And Jesus, as he told his disciples, he has this third person, this Holy Spirit, that is going to come to the disciples once He leaves and goes back to heaven, and that Holy Spirit is going to help them grow in their faith. And so I'm going to read a portion, not all. If you want to read all of this, go to John 16 or even go to John 15 and 16, but I'm going to read from John 16 verses 5 to 15, where Jesus is saying, Now I'm going to him who sent me. Jesus is letting them know I'm going to be going away. He's telling them I'm going back. I'm going back to my father in heaven. And he's going to have to go through a horrible crucifixion first. But he's telling them I'm going back. And he says, none of you are asking me where I'm going. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. They're getting sad. Like, what do you mean? Where are you going? nevertheless i tell you the truth it is to your advantage that i go away for if i do not go away the helper will not come to you and so this version that i'm reading out of the english standard version calls the holy spirit the helper because that is indeed what it truly means but if i go i will send him to you and when he comes he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Oh my gosh, I love that teaching in verse 12 of John 16 so much. And it's such a guide to us as moms. Uh, You know, that there are just different times where we can share things that are important with our children, but we have to make sure our children can bear it. And Jesus images that. I still have many things to say to you, but you can't bear them now. When the Spirit of Truth, this is another name he gives to the Holy Spirit. First he calls him helper. Now he says when the Spirit of Truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Because when he comes, in other words, Jesus is saying, these are my words, you'll be ready, you'll be able to bear them. You will have been through enough, you will have watched my crucifixion, you will have seen me put into the tomb, you will have seen me rise from the dead and you will have seen me ascend back to heaven so jesus knows that in the future they will have seen enough that they will be able to bear what the spirit of truth is going to come and say to them i know this is this is deep stuff so verse 13 when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come he will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you all that the father has is mine therefore i said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you he continues in verse 16 of john 16 a little while and you will see me no longer and again a little while and you will see me so quite honestly, I think about now, the disciples are all scratching their head. They're looking at each other quizzically. They're thinking, what on earth is he talking about? This sounds so mysterious. But as you read through the rest of the book of John, and, and maybe that is a, a beautiful thing to do uh, as a result of listening today, to take your own journey, much like Michelle, and go, I want to know more. I want to learn more. I want to grow and deepen my relationship with not only Jesus, but with the Father who he's returning to and the Holy Spirit who he's going to leave with. The disciples and all of us who come after that time. So as we read through John 17, that's where we read the high priestly prayer, Jesus's last prayer here on planet earth while he was on his mission. It's a beautiful prayer of unity. I return to it a lot when I really get discouraged about the divisions I see in the church structure or system. I go back and I go, okay, Jesus, you prayed that we would all be one we go to john 18 with the betrayal and the arrest of jesus we see jesus face annas and caiaphas we see peter deny jesus we see the high priest question jesus so much happens between john 16 and the end of john then jesus is delivered to be crucified he's crucified We read the torture and the agony of that. He's buried, and then he rises from the dead. Oh, heartlifter, I know that this story sounds so crazy to some. I know that it does. But it is truth. It's our truth. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And we see in John 20, after he is resurrected, that he appears to the to the lovely Mary Magdalene who followed him so passionately after he delivered her from so much. Then he appears to the disciples. He appears to Thomas. And then in John 21, the final chapter. He appears to the seven disciples. He comes back to Peter who had denied him three times and he meets Peter at a beautiful breakfast on the beach and then he talks to his beloved apostle and then we come into the book of Acts. Ah, This is where that promise that Jesus had given them in John 16 that listen, I'm going to give you a helper. I'm going to give you a guide. I'm going to give you the spirit of truth that's now going to lead you into more truth. And you can bear it now. You're ready for it now. And so we read in Acts 1 where the disciples had been ordered by Jesus to stay To not depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me, that John baptized with water, but you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So they came together, they're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting in one place, in this place we now uh, refer to as the upper room. So here is Acts 2. When the day of pentecost arrived they were all together in one place and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind okay this sounds you've got to activate and baptize your imagination right to to see that god moved in a miraculous way and this is what he did in michelle's life right he did something crazy out of the ordinary So we read, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were all sitting. It filled the entire house where they were all sitting. Take that in for just a moment. And then it says, divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. When we see this typified in art, we typically see the tongues of fire just over their heads, but it literally says it rested on each one of those people sitting in that room. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, I don't know where you stand on this theologically. I'm right, I'm speaking this now. I don't know where you stand. But when you read these four scriptures, these four powerful scriptures, activate your imagination. Activate your five senses and just sit with it. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. Close your eyes. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues, as of fire, appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Heartlifters, those who were watching thought they were crazy. I'm sure those who were watching Michelle in that Baptist choir loft thought she was crazy, but you know, she wasn't. Michelle just wanted more. She wanted more of God. And so today I invite you, I invite you to just take some time. We're going to stop here. (laughs) I wasn't planning on stopping here, but I'm going to stop here and we'll continue our conversation with Michelle in part two, because she shares another incredible experience where she, she truly needed the power of the Holy Spirit in her life. And I just wonder, is there somewhere in your life right now? Is there a relationship? Is there something going on with one of your children? Remember, we're talking about moms and mental health and boy, it is so important that we as mothers really do the hard work of strong emotional and mental health because that absolutely guides us into spiritual health. And So is there something in your life, is there an area in your life where you really need more of God? You really need to see Him do something out of the ordinary. It might be scary, it might be (laughs) uncomfortable, but is there somewhere? Is there something in your life where you really need to experience something like we read in Acts 2? You've been to so many doctors, you've been <laughs> you've been praying, you have been struggling and wrestling. I know. I get it. So why not, why not believe today for something more? So Father, I just pray for each heartlifter listening today. I pray that you would, would visit them. It might be crazy. It might feel zany. It might be a little out of the ordinary. But they'll know. they all know beyond the shadow of a doubt that it is you, that you have sent the Holy Spirit, the Helper, the Spirit of Truth to help. See you next time.